Renaissance City, a Prowlers and Paragons actual play radio drama here on the TTRP Theater Twitch channel. TTRP Theater is a group of actors, artists, and gamers from all walks of life that collaborate to bring you compelling content. I am Duke Walter, your Game Master. Myself and a group of friends have come together to spin some tales, have some laughs, and hopefully entertain you with our stories of superheroes. The Prowlers and Paragons system is a rules-light role-playing game that allows us to live out the fantasy of being the heroes and villains. Before we get into the game, I want to say thank you to Evil Beagle Games for being generous enough to share their latest version with us, Prowlers and Paragons Ultimate Edition. You can check them out at evilbeaglegames.com for more information about this and their other products. The reason I chose PNPUE as the system to use for this game is twofold. One, my friends are all great storytellers, artists, and actors, and one of the main mechanics of the Prowlers and Paragons system is that the narrative is sometimes turned over to the players. This differs from a lot of the standard systems in that I, as the game master, won't always have control. I like this aspect of the game. It makes me think on my feet, and it also means that there is a lot of improvising when it comes to each issue. Two, some of my friends have never played an RPG in their life, and none of us have played this system. And I want the creators at Evil Beagle to keep making awesome stuff, so maybe, just maybe, I can get some of you to support them too. There are a few rules that you all should know about before we get into the episode. Firstly, this is a D6 system. That means you only need the traditional six-sided cubes that you find in almost every board game you've ever played. No special dice needed. The die rolls equate to successes. Each trait, ability, and power have a number of dice that the player has predetermined. When needed, the player will roll that many six-sided dice. All even numbers showing are considered successes, while odd numbers are failures. In this game, when a player rolls a six, they get to re-roll the die for a chance at additional successes. The amount of net successes for the actor determines who gets to narrate the scene and how. Sometimes it is the player with embellishments by me. Sometimes I get to narrate with embellishments by the player. And sometimes either I or the player get to narrate with no input from the other. Embellishment allows both sides to add narration in a small but meaningful way. But embellishments can't contradict the narration or make it true, but effectively meaningless. You'll see what I mean as we play more and more of this game. This episode is about Raymond, a.k.a. the Scarlet Spartan. Dean Martin Jr. plays this character. If you want to help support us on Patreon, please search TTRP Theater, all one word, and for as little as a dollar a month, you can help us to upgrade our equipment, support other artists, and continually create new content. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome to Renaissance City, an actual play radio drama here on TTRP Theater. My name is Duke Walter. I am the Game Master. Joining me this week is my good friend Dean Martin Jr. He is playing the third character that we are introducing into the Renaissance City campaign. Dean, how are you? Good. What's up, Duke? Man, just really excited. Um, we've, <laughs> we've tried to do this four times now, I think. And something has gone wrong every other time, so uh, we're going to do our best to make sure that that doesn't happen this time. So Dean and I have known each other a long, long time. Um, That's one of my favorite parts about getting this game together is that I have uh, gotten a bunch of my old friends to agree to take this crazy adventure with me. You're you're the one player in this game that has way more role playing experience than anybody else, right? So you you've been playing D anD D how long? Man, we started up like fifth grade with the basic Dungeons and Dragons, where you used to have to color in the dice, right? And uh, elves were a class. 
But uh, that didn't take, I mean, there was a couple games. We left it behind until middle school. Uh, man, it kept us out of a lot of trouble, I'll tell you that much. Bunch of middle school kids staying home, rolling dice at a tabletop, raising hell there, out on the streets. Was- you were telling me that your dad's the one that introduced you to it, right? Yeah, he suggested it as a gift for a friend of ours uh, for a birthday present. And uh, I was looking at the books. I was way more interested than they were. You know, they they were more into uh, let's go play baseball. I mean, I was down for baseball, but uh, this, I mean, the pictures and the, this thing spoke to me. Like I said, I had a little bit of experience playing in grade school, so I, I knew what it was about. But yeah, he was he bought the first basic. I didn't get that from him, but uh, yeah, later on, you know, found other friends that were playing these games, and we started rolling the dice. And you still roll dice with some of those same people today, right? Uh, not the same people, but some. Yeah, like. High school. We spent a lot of time talking about this and and delving into this system. And this is a lot different than Dungeons and Dragons in its simplicity and in the way that narrative control is given up. You and I've had a couple conversations about how much more interesting it is that everybody's telling the story at the table instead of one person telling the story and everybody reacting. Yeah, it's very cool. The few sessions that I've done so far with this system, I, I can't wait until we get the whole group together and we really start getting into the, the main story itself. Because to have the four of us all telling the story at the same time, it just it, it's got me going. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. So, OK, so let's uh, let's talk about your character a little bit. You definitely have the most out there character, I think. Yeah, no surprise there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There is no surprise there. Tell us a little bit about Raymond. Well, Raymond comes from another world, maybe another dimension even. He, he appears alien. Um, he's humanoid, but uh, he's red, and uh, he grows a black curly mullet. But uh, mullets, I mean, the entire world has mullets. Not mullets, um, cul-de-sac. You know, the, uh, Where he's from, everybody's bald on top. Yes, yes. That's not a mullet. That's a skullet. That's a skullet. Yes, so we are a world of skullet. (laughs) Is it because I myself have a skullet? Yes, of course it is. Of course it is, yes. I made an entire world of people who grow no hair on top, so, you know. Well, then they fit in with half of us, because you and me both have that same affliction. Affliction? I call it a blessing. Either way, glass half full, right? Yeah, so Raymond is from a planet called Mayheim. Mayheim. There's a major conflict between two groups on Mayheim, right? It's global Hatfield McCoy. Global at this point. And who and who are the two sides? Well, the good guys are the Takari and the bad guys are the Manx. So Raymond is Takari, hence why you call the Takari the good guys. Well, but they are. <laughs> and the opposition is called the Manx. What do we know about the Takari and the Manx? Uh, they don't feast on beasts. Uh, they come from a, a world of equality. They do not subjugate their women. Women can play any role the men do. Constant warfare. You know, and we, re- we believe in a recycling. You know, in your death, you will come back and uh, live again to learn new lessons and um, live on a ginormous planet. Daylight lasts seven years as does the night. Okay. So your star 
that Mayheim is revolving around. You have seven years of sunlight, essentially, and then seven years of of nighttime. Yeah, living on the dark side. So the rising happens whether it's the star rising for daylight or whether it's the night rising to you know, put the world into darkness, right? That's what it's called, the rising. And it happens once every seven years. Yeah. And it's a it's a special occasion for both the Takari and the Manx on Mayheim, right? Right. It's festival time. You know, it's a global celebration. And the arms are laid down for what amounts to about a month. And uh, they even send uh, children who've lived through two risings to uh, either venture into the light or into the darkness. And uh, it, it's, it's like their religion. You know, when the children were sent off, the one to return last would, would be considered on the uh, fast track to leadership. And uh, Raman was head and shoulders above everybody. He could have gone and stayed for years. And he went out for three days and came back. <laughs> right. He got hungry and was like, nah, I'm, I'm going home. He, he, yeah, he did enough. To keep mom happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talk talk about the, the differences between the Manx and the Takari. What drives this war? What, uh, you know, what is it about them? Are there super powered people on your planet? You know, is it, is it magic? Is it, what, what is it? Uh, you, you've got a little bit of both. I like we're seeing the, the way the earth is now, you know, in this, in this fantasy. We're in constant okay. warfare. The Takari are, oh, well, they're the good guys, and damn it, the Manx are wasteful and oppressive, and you know they they actually do subjugate their their people, and uh, they just nothing is good about them. They clear forests and enslave animals. The Takari are hippies, man, and uh, the Manx are ravaging the world, and there's even uh, there's even suspicion that they are uh, communicating with an outside source, like something alien. To the world okay and the the takari themselves are not necessarily a democracy right but the the leadership source comes from their shaman class yeah like a council of them known as the ashaki almost exclusively women that's just because they're the most qualified right no absolutely yeah it's there. It's not all women. There, there, there are some. There are some men in there too. Six women, six, three men. Six and three. Six and three. Yeah. So there. So there are six women and three men that sit on the council of nine, and they are kind of the supreme court. They're the the supreme court. They're the yeah. They're the military leaders. And, you know, they they play every role in the aspect of our world. They're almost more like. The secretaries, like Secretary of Defense, Secretary of Agriculture. So Raman himself, let's let's talk about him. Who who is is it Raman or Raymond? Raymond, spelled like Raman. That's right. Raymond spelled like Raman. That's why I keep saying Raman. Uh, Raymond Raman, he's not gonna care. So tell us about Raymond. Raymond, he's like a special operator, you know, special ops. You know, he's got a squad, he's he's leader. I mean, he has no power, he's a tool. You know, he's he's a weapon. When you say he has no power, you mean as in he's not. He takes orders. Right. He takes orders. Not that he's not a powerful person. Right. 
or a powered person, just that he doesn't have rank. He, he doesn't have a vote. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have any clout. Right. He takes orders. Yeah, when he sees fit. Okay. What else should we know about Raymond? Well, our people really enjoy murder. You're freeing this being. And when they're Manx, you know, you're hoping that they come back as a higher being, you know, even a yiptar like our dogs. We, we like to make it interesting, you know. We're out there killing Manx. We want to be creative in, in doing it. It's all pure joy. You know, this is, um, this is a world of Gronkowski's loving to play football, you know. Right. Okay. At the end of the day, you know, you tore someone's head off and threw it at somebody else, you know. I assume that the Manx, do they, do they feel the same way? Are they also just as bloodthirsty and just as joyful in the spilling of Takari blood? They're more power hungry. I don't think they give a damn about freeing us. I think they looking at every dead Takari as one more step towards world domination. They're not altruistic like the Takari where we're freeing them. Okay, so there's so so there's a philosophical um, motive behind the murdering of Manx. Yeah. It's been tuned it's been tuned in that when you kill a Manx, there's a chance that they might be reincarnated as a Takari. They never rise to the Takari, huh? I mean that's the philosophy, of course. That's an interesting way to get people to um ruthlessly murder other people. Yes. Yes. For generations. <laughs> For generations. We've seen it in our own world. Yeah, we have seen it in our own world. It's true. What were the Aztecs doing when they were slicing people open on the tops of pyramids they were feeding the sun for god's sake this war this world war that is going on on mayheim has been thousands of years tens of thousands of years uh, as long as the histories are written and yet at the time of the rising a truce happens right right and the children of the manx and the takari come together and go out rangering is that what you called it yeah they call it the ranger they set out to lay eyes on the rising before everyone else. Okay. And this is a this is this festival time, this this uh, ceremonial time of the rising is the only time every 7 years that there is peace. It's uh, a ceasefire. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a religious ceremony so that everybody can um celebrate and praise in their own way the rising. 7 more years of either daylight or darkness to kill Manx. To muck the Manx. Muck them. All right, so let's get into this. Let's get into it. Battle rages all around you. <sighs> Entire battalions of Takari are flanking the Temple of the Night. You are in a full-on assault. There are Ashaki. Some are positioned high in trees. Some fly around the perimeter, all slinging different forms of magic down into the battlefield as the Manx take defensive positions in and around the temple. This is the same battleground that your father died on. This is the same battleground that your grandfather died on. And the Manx, good place. The the Manx have held the Temple of Night for the last seven rising. In front of you, you are about eight men back from the front line of battle, and Takari and Manx are 
crashing into each other in hand-to-hand combat. Oh, beautiful. What do you do? I'm going to let my brothers fight that are on the front. And uh, I'm going to survey the, the skies, make sure the manks don't have their own flyers. Okay. Roll a perception for me, then. PR, five dice. Here we go. <laughs> six, six, two, three, three. Six, six, two. Okay. So re-roll those sixes. Tell me what you get. Nothing. So three, three good dice. You go ahead and, and narrate, and I will embellish. For some reason, the manks are on the ground. They're... Their form of the Ashkari are grounded for some reason. And uh, I'd attribute that to some of our own magic. So that's a that's a bonus for us. Okay. So the, the Ashaki are u- using buffeting winds and elemental controls. You can see, you know, you can see one floating above with both hands out in front of her and this this just constant wind you can see pressing down onto the ground. Another brings in this this small dense cloud of fog and envelops part of the battlefield. The the Manks are doing their best to hold their positions, but the Takari are pressing. So you don't see any of the Manks in positions in the sky or even, it seems, toward the top of the, t- of the temple itself. The Takari uh, appear to be winning this, this battle. That's good for us. Okay. I'm eight guys back. Yeah, I mean, they're, the battle in front of you is, is kind of ebbing and flowing, and you, you see many Manks getting mucked, but, but there are Takari brothers that are, that are falling too, and there are all sorts of weapons being used. Long metal rods sharpened on one end with, with nasty hook blades on the other side. You see, you see a Manx that's uh, holding a sword in one hand and a, a short-handled but very thick-headed hammer in the other. You know, you see daggers and and swords and blades of all sorts. There are chain weapons, and you you see some spears being thrown in and amongst your ranks. And one comes your way, uh, but you're you're able to dodge it. You see it as you're surveying. You you know what I mean. You're paying close attention, and you're you're able to get out of the way as the spear thunks into the ground. You know, foot foot and a half from you. Okay. You know, I'm a commander, and I'm going to make command here. Do I need to use a command? Roll dice? Well, what are you going to do? All right, I'm going to get the Rone Lota out. And that's a battle cry that where my first four guys in front of me are going to put on a fast retreat, and I'm going to leap over them. Okay. Into the space away, into the oncoming Manx that are chasing after them. Okay, I don't think you I don't think you need to do command for that. I think that's probably something that you and your guys have done. You know, right. your people your people are familiar with that. You are, you know, you are someone special. Not the fastest, not the strongest, not the smartest, but uh wicked with all three. But someone special all the same. And what's the phrase that you use? Say it again. Rone Lota. Rone Lota. Rone Lota. So the Rone Lota going out. Okay, so you give the command and they make a feint forward, and then they turn and start doubling back. And I want you to... Oh, they, they can't turn. They can't turn. they got to have their defenses up. So they, just, so they just start stepping backwards? Yeah, it's a quick step back. They can't just turn and run. They'll catch, you know, 20 things in the back. Okay, I want you to... Give me, a, give me an agility roll. Okay. Okay. Six dice. Rolling five. Damn, I still got to get some more dice. Six and a four. That was five. Rolling one more. 
two. So three plus one is a three. So three altogether. Three successes. It's what that's going to get you is 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 one net. So that means you get to tell it and I get to embellish. So describe the scene for me. Okay. He takes a mighty leap over his dudes. And when he comes down, he's taking someone out with him, okay? So he's going to kind of uh, do the flying kick, you know what I'm saying? You see that? And land high on one of them, drive him to the ground, and then I'm bringing my weapon down on top of the guy behind him. Okay, I want you to roll martial arts then. Ooh, I like rolling martial arts. Okay, eight times. Woo-hoo-hoo! Oh, four, six, six, and a five. All right, so remember there's... That's three. Four, yes. Okay, nothing in those three, and then nothing in that one. So, okay, so those three plus sixes. Yep, you get to roll the sixes again. That gets me a two. So four successes altogether? Yeah. Okay, so not only, not only do you come high on the guy, take the first guy down, as you bring your blade around, you're, you're able oh, to... I, Oh, no, I'm sorry. You're not no blade? Not in that hand. That's the muckler. Uh, it's kind of... Didn't you just say that you kicked a guy in the head high and then got another guy with a blade? I think on the left arm is like a buckler with a switchblade, okay? Like at the at the hand end of it, on the bottom side of it. Right. So your your hand grips the inside of this tiny buckler, and then on the bottom pointed side of it, a blade pops out the end of it. Is that right? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. And, and you call that your muckler. Okay. No, that's not the muckler. Oh, that's not the muckler. Your buckler is not the muckler. Got it. Okay. This is another dimension. We have a whole different language. A buckler in your on your left hand that has a switchblade that comes out the bottom. So what's what's in right. your main what's in your main hand? I've got like a a shot put inside like a chainmail sleeve and uh it extends and swings like a son of a bitch. How far does it extend? About short sword length. Not that far. 2 feet. So it's like a really nasty blackjack. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a cue ball in a sock, except it's a except it's a cannonball in a fucking chainmail sleeve. Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, you don't cut anybody open. You you crack their jaw off their face. Right. And then when you get that thing swinging, you know that's why my guy's got to clear some space because I'm gonna make a path. Okay. So not only the do muffler. you. The muckler. So not only do you come over the top, kick this guy in the face, take him down, and take out uh, the guy behind him. As you're swinging, you swing and you connect with the first guy, and you keep swinging and you take out two more. You take down for total, um, yeah. and and you are immediately noticed by the rest of the manks around you. Yep. Okay. What is your edge? Edge eleven. Eleven. Okay. That means you get to go first. Okay. You are standing, and there are at least six manks within your range right now. Okay. Duke, this is like a, a, a monkey kung fu, okay? Uh, he is just as likely to be standing on one hand and kicking you in the head as he is to be with both feet on the ground, you know, working like that. So you're attacking again then? Yeah. Is that Okay. I'm clearing a path. Okay, then, then roll, roll either martial arts or your strike, whichever one. All right. Oh. Oh, this is eight. I like rolling this one. Six, two, four, four. <laughs> All right, we roll that six. Hold on, four more. Oh, geez. Three, three, one, six. Okay, so there's four plus two. Six and five. Four, okay, five plus one and a two. Six. Six or seven? Six. I think six. Six successes? Yeah. So in battle, if you are just fighting what are basically minions, every success that you have, 
you get to take out a minion. So you rolled six successes. I had already said there were six minions around you. Tell me how you take them all out. First one's getting a flat-footed kick right to his breastbone. And this dude, he kicks so hard and so fast that before his body has a chance to move, he's put his breastbone, pressed it into his heart and back into his spine. And his heart just explodes inside him. And with the foot up, he's going to fall back on one hand with the with the knife hand and let the muckler give a little swing to the two on my right. All headshots. We want heads. And then I'll go down to the ground and come up fast with an uppercut that scrapes the ground, hits the chin, and goes all the way to the sky. Punches God. And then we're gonna get creative. He's gonna pull the jawbone. He's gonna punch a guy right in the right through the teeth, pull his jawbone out. And then stick it in the other guy's eye. And then take the two of them by the head and just smash them together. So there's nothing left of either one of their skulls. Yeah. Anybody left? No, I think that'll take care of all of them. I mean, there there are other people on the battlefield, but you came in, you cleared yourself a space, six dudes stepped up, and you just deftly and viciously destroyed the six of them. While Manx are tenacious and also bred to be warriors, there are some people that's, that kind of take a stutter step before they rush at you after seeing what you just did. I want to do a perception. Okay, what are you looking for? I'm looking for the love. You're looking for the love, huh? I'm looking for the love. Who's the love? Well, um, no, not who. Um, the love, man. The uh, Harun Akaye, you know. Uh, do, do my boys appreciate my handiwork is what I'm saying. Oh. You know, we live for this. We live for this. We love making a mess of the Manx. And so, you know, am I getting some, some love from the guys? Or <laughs> are, are they unimpressed? Are they still unimpressed? Do I got to do better than that? Okay. I think there's 10 dudes. 10 dudes are dead. We got to do better than that. Was it Harun Akaye? Yeah, that's what you said. Harun Akaye. Oh, that's a cheers. Okay. Anyway. Yes. So the, your troops, they see this stutter step and everyone around you erupts into this cacophonous roar. And there is a rush of Takari into this tiny wedge that you have just cleared open. And the Manx have, have started to even fall back a bit because the rush of Takari is so fast and so vicious. Yes, you um, you feel this joy, and there there is even laughter amongst yes. your Takari men. Mukbala, that's the word, Mukbala. 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 Yes, the chant of Mukbala is, is loud and clear <sighs> as the Takari push into... Cry push into this wedge that you have cleared for them. And are you going to continue the push with them? Are you going to pull back? What are you going to do? Okay, well, I, you know, I can't steal the spotlight. I got to now give them an opportunity to earn their own mukbalas. You know, there's got to be plenty of manks to share. So again, I want to, uh, I'm going to step back, let the swarm take over the front. And uh, once again, I want eyes on the sky. Okay, roll perception. Okay, perception, five dice. Come on, baby. Six, five, five, two, one. Okay, so we roll a six. And that gets me a one, so two. Two successes? Yeah. Um, so with this, I am going to, I'm going to describe the scene and you get to embellish. Okay. You you still see the Ashaki as they are pushing in from the flanks on on these Manx troops that are slowly being whittled away at and pressed back toward the large stairway that leads up into the temple. And as you start looking around this, you know, 
the sky and, and you're you're watching the temple, there is a there's a, a small opening at the near the peak of the temple itself. So this temple is is it's pyramidical. It doesn't come to a direct point at the top. It flat it's flattened off at the top, but it is a pyramidical temple. And toward the top of the pyramid, there there is an opening, and and out from the opening, you see three uh, humanoid shapes that come out, and they seem to stand there and survey the the battlefield. Okay, okay, good to know. And uh, do my eyes in the sky? Do they have eyes on them too? Well, this is your part to embellish, so you tell me. Okay, okay. The other Oscott Osh. Asaki, Asaki. Okay, and some of them do have eyes on them. Uh, these people that have come out the top of the temple, at least one, if not all of them, have a presence, and it is felt by people with uh, with a sense for that. And so it goes around. You see, you know, initially you see a couple of Asaki see them, and then they've all got eyes on them. You know, the B seventeen bombers flying over right now, and they they perceive it. Okay, so the Asaki, you you see several of their spells. Dis- there are still some that maintain position and are using their elemental powers to suppress the Manx troops, but but you see you see four of them that split off and start heading through the air toward the temple. And as the four Ashaki take off toward the temple, two from each side, the two people on the outside of the three that just came out from the temple, one of them takes off in each direction headed for the other pair. In the sky above you, you see fire erupt from one side toward both of the Ashaki on your left. And on your right, you see lightning. These streaks of electricity come streaking out of the other person that is headed toward the Ashaki on the right. How do we lose this dice roll? What's that? Okay, continue. I just said, how did we lose this dice roll? What dice roll? We're telling a story. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> not, not, and, and all the stuff that I do outside of making you roll dice, I just get to do. That's yeah, the beauty. Okay. That's the beauty of being the game master. Get to right. do it. Oh, that could be nasty. Okay. We got to make something happen here. So you you see these these two figures dart off in each direction, lightning streak across the sky to your right, fire streak across the sky to your left. The Takari troops are are pressing in. What are you going to do? All right. So on the ground, we're doing good, right? Yes. By all accounts, you guys are pressing and the tide is definitely in your direction. Okay. Okay. How far are we from Temple Steps? Right now, if you were to just run... Like, if you were able to just make a straight run there, you could probably there in 15 or 20 seconds. Okay, except there's a humanity surrounding us. Right. There's a massive battle with yeah. thousands of people bashing becoming each other's heads in between you. between Yes, becoming part of the landscape between you and the front steps of the temple. Okay, okay. All right, we're going to call another play. All right, so we're going to put out the Sauntala. 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 Okay, is this an attack? What is this? Yeah, okay. So my guys just create, they just divide like the Red Sea for just me to get through. And I charge as far to the front as I can get before I run into Manx. Okay, I'm going to roll some opposition, one against the other. Okay. To see how much space, oh, geez. Yeah, your guys are able to do it, no problem. I rolled rolled three successes, two of them were sixes, and the other guys rolled uh, four fives. So they have no successes. So yeah, your guys, your guys are able to. I mean, the momentum just carries through, 
and and they're able to push you a path open. So I want you to roll. This would probably be martial arts. Roll your martial arts. Yes. Okay. Now with this one, they don't stand back and, and watch my handiwork. They're going to follow me in. Okay. Here we go. Eight times we rolling them. Okay. Two and a four, five and a one, five and a one, six and a two, one and a one. So it's four so far plus one. And that's a one. So four times. So four successes. Okay. Tell me what happens and then I will embellish. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's straightforward and uh, I'm not trying to be pretty here. I'm just trying to clear a path, you know, clear a path and, and move through it quick. So my blade is out on my left hand and it's just, um, just ripping around, you know, just nick and necks. Yeah. So you take down four of them. No problem. Just nick and necks. Zip, 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 zip. Come on. And then your guys are going to come behind you and they're going to take out three more. You see a few of your Takari brothers during this push, but your guys are, I mean, they're laughing, you know, when they get a chance, they're patting each other on the back. It's palpable, the joy of the Takari as they muck rank after rank after rank. Okay. They don't know what the hell's going on upstairs. Do you? Well, I saw four of our Ashaki get you know, lit up. Well, so the lightning came out and the fire came out. It's not like the Ashaki were immediately consumed, killed in those things, but there is now a battle happening in the skies between right. the two that flew out and the four Ashaki as they fly in. They weren't obliterated. Right. They weren't obliterated. They were attacked, but they're not. It's a wizard duel. They're still engaged. Yes. Yeah. Wizard duel. Yes. Okay. Have I reached the point where there are spearmen or what used to be spearmen? Yeah. Yeah, you you are all pushing your way through the ranks. I mean, it's it, the Manx have several lines of shieldmen and spearmen behind them, so they form these phalanx yep. around the main entrance to the temple itself. This is the last push to get the temple back. That's the battle that you guys are involved in right now. Okay, but I need a spear. Okay, you're able to find one, no problem. Okay. There are weapons littered all over the ground. You know what I mean? There are dead Manx and dead Takari and weapons dropped all over. You have no problem finding a spear. Okay. Well, I can only wield a spear with my left hand. So we're going to tag to our right first. And uh, I want to launch it at that wizard, that Manx wizard, shooting the lightning. Okay. Um, you're probably too far away to do that. Damn. You know, I mean, you can see them, but they're, you know, they're... they're yeah, I got you. They're, they're 80 or 100 feet in the air. And yeah, another, you. you know, two or three hundred feet away from you. Level, you know, oh, that's doable. That's doable. You can throw a spear four hundred feet. I got a six might at a moving target. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, you're right. I guess well, you probably no, no. You're probably right. You're probably right. Okay. Yeah. Roll your okay. might. Well, listen. My my first intention is just to distract him. You know. Are you throwing the one on your right or on your left? Well, I'm I'm attacking left handed, so you know it's natural to go to the right. Do you have ambidextrous? Yeah, two-fisted. Oh, you do have two-fisted. Now, that's close range only. Okay, so my left hand's not my right hand. Right. So okay. you would Okay. You would but you could you could put your weapon down. Well, no, I'm left-handed. Oh, you are left-handed. Yeah, I mean if that's the hand that has my my digits available to me, I've got to be left-handed. You know, the right hand's got a muckler on it. Okay. Yeah, it's fine with me. Throw it. Yeah. Well, I mean just yeah. Okay, so let's give her a throw. And uh, like I said, I'm aiming for target, but uh, I'll be happy just to distract them for a second. You know, just that lapse of the mind can uh, turn one of those battles. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do you want me to roll, dude? Might. Ooh, six of them. Come on, baby. All right, we're doing four first. Four, six, four, two. 
Nice. And then 6'4". Come on. Are you kidding me? So how many is that? That's six so far. And then four. So seven total successes. Yeah. In one swift motion, you you see that spear on the ground. You take two steps forward. You pick it up. And like a decathlete, yes. you place your feet and you move your weight perfectly and launch this spear with with this super strength that you have and the spear goes sailing and it catches the eye of the manx that has been um in this duel with the ashaki up in the air and he turns and sees it as it comes to him there's nothing he can do about it and it glances off of his shoulder and knocks him off course and he begins to fall from the sky Better outcome than I was looking for. Okay. He is unable to right himself. You see him flailing and uh, you assume use magic to keep himself in the air and right himself. And the Ashaki are also, they've turned their elemental powers on him and are using uh, buffeting winds to slam him down into the ground. And he hits the ground and even over the din of battle, you can hear the thud. You see some mud and some grass spray up. (laughs) from where that Manx hits the ground. And you're not the only one that sees it. There are several other Takari around you who give a raucous cheer as as that Manx is killed. At the sight of this, the third one, who is still standing in the doorway, rises straight into the air okay. above the temple. And from the top of the temple, you see smoke start to wend and whirl its way around in a very unnatural kind okay. of way. Nothing I've seen before. Nothing I've seen before. Nothing you've okay. seen before. I feel like I've seen the fire and lightning before, but this is something different. Okay. Yeah, this is new. Um, I want you... Roll your toughness, please. Really? Tell me how many. All right, here we yes. go. Eight times. Four dice. Oh, God. Uh, three fives and a three. Come on, baby. We need it. We tough. Five. Okay. Four, four, and two. Three of them. Ugh. So three of them. Three of eight. So in that motion, when you dipped down and grabbed that spear and, and made that throw, you you exposed yourself a little bit. Several of the Manx took an opportunity to come up and try to Okay, so they're attacking. So you so they so several of them came up in that moment and they saw that you were a little bit exposed. You know, they know what a threat you are. These guys have seen you in action and seen you take down many of their compatriots. And you are able to defend yourself against three of them, but the fourth one gets through and slices you down the side with a short sword blade, and you will take one harm. Mm, health? Yeah, one health. Okay. You'll take one damage, so you, so you lose one health. All right, not happy about that, then, are we? Something that we haven't talked about in any of the other games is that there is a mechanic in this game called Resolve. And Resolve is something that every hero starts every session with. And some start with two, some start with three, and there are different things that you can build into your character to replenish your resolve during the game based on different situations that you get into. Things affect you in certain ways. And resolve is kind of like a luck point. You can spend your resolve to re-roll some dice, a single die, or... Uh, a whole handful of die, or you can use some resolve to uh, change the narration from a bad situation to 
to a good situation. But the opposite of that is that I, as the game master, also get adversity. And adversity is my version, game master's version of resolve. Um, and I can do the same thing with it. Um, I can use it in places to make sure that things don't always go well for the heroes or that if and when villains or arch villains do need something to absolutely happen, then I can use adversity to change the story too. Sorry, that's totally kind of that's good. A, a break in, but it's, it's something that I've been meaning to talk about for the last couple of games and just haven't. Uh, it hasn't really come up. While this game is in the past as well, we're, we're talking about some events that have happened in the past. And with these sessions, I'm trying to introduce some different mechanics of the Prowlers and Paragon system anyway. And so I think this is a good session to just throw that out there and explain it. We may use it, we may not use it, but it is um, it is an important mechanic in the Prowlers and Paragons Ultimate Edition rules. So We may bring it to use. We may bring it to use. We may. It's not foreshadowing. I just it's uh, it's just me wanting to expose something else in the rule set. It's like NBA Jam, you're on fire. Yes. Yeah. Totally. It's turbo. It's turbo. You only got so much of it. Right. For the record, I've got 3. So is that about typical? Uh 3 is yeah, 3 is pretty standard and when we're all playing the game together, everybody's resolve will go into one pool. So you won't have 3 individually. Uh, but your three will go into the hero pool. So we could have 20 or whatever. Right. Now, they don't hold over from session to session or issue to issue. So if you don't use them in a game, you... If you don't use them in a game, they what? You lose them. You don't get to carry them over. You don't just get to keep stacking okay. three. Okay, up, resolve forever. Right. Yeah. That That's not how it works. We start back at the base, which is the combined resolve of all characters participate. Correct. Cool. And then I get an adversity for every hero in the game. Okay, can we can we get the mucking? Yes. <sighs> okay, so you've taken a damage from one guy who happened to slip through your defenses and gave you a good slice down the side. Your guys come up and immediately fall on him and take him out as well as two others around you. Uh, you you have made your way about three quarters of the way through through this phalanx. Damn, I wanted that dude. Oh, well, Randy is laughing his head off in the guy's face as he's got his blade straight up under his chin and it yanks his blade out and he falls to the ground. What are you going to do? Randy's good. Man, I had such success last time. I, I need another spear. I'm moving toward my left, looking for a spear to grab and to throw while in motion. There's no reason you can't find another one. You find it. Go ahead. Roll your mic. Let's launch this bastard at the other one on the left. Okay. The one breathing fire. Is he breathing it, or is it coming out of his hands, his eyes? What? You can't really tell. All right. Um, about the same distance? No, he's further away. He's on the other side of the temple. Uh, okay. Okay. So would my shot be better served at the center of the temple, where the smoky one's coming? You choose. You tell me what you're going to do. Okay. Um, I haven't yet seen what this one in the center is going to do, but we have a better fight if my Ashaki are fighting him, not me. So I'm going to free up the two on the left. Okay. I'm going to attempt to free up the two on the left so that they can direct their powers towards the one in the center. Roll Mike. Okay. Four times. Doing it again. Two, 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 six. Nice. Dude, you got to see these dice. You're doing the opposite of what Chris Freedom did. Four, six, four. So roll those sixes again, man. That's seven, right? Um, Four, five. Yeah. Yeah, that's seven so okay. far. Roll, and roll your sixes rolling again. Rolling two dice and got a four. 
So eight. Same form, man. Same form, you know? I mean, a thing of beauty. That decathlete form, put a focus on him. Yeah, and this time. Dude, if that failed, I was going to use Resolve. I was going to try it out. <laughs> I was it would have been a good place to use it, but you didn't need it, man. Nope. So this time, you are poetry in motion when it comes to dealing death. And you, mm, I like you that. swoop down, pick up this spear, and all in one motion, bring it back and heave it. It goes sailing through the air. This guy doesn't even see it coming. And it hits him straight in the center of the back. And you see him. He tumbles forward and falls to the ground. The two Ashaki on that side go careening in toward the person standing at the top of the temple. And and mm. those two Ashaki, they come in flying fast. They get about 30 feet from that person. Uh -oh. And tendrils of the smoke that has started to weave its way around the top of the temple lash out. Damn it. And they strike out almost like a cobra. And they and immediately draw back. And when they draw back, the Ashaki are gone. Oh, I wasted a lot of good dice on the wrong guy, didn't I? What are you going to do? Well, God. How many tendrils is coming off this? This I mean, it's just a whirlwind sort of thing happening. Just it's not tendrils. It's just this. It's not like smoke rising from a fire. It's like... No, it's magic. Have you ever seen a ball of water moccasins? Have you ever seen water moccasins when they're mating? Oh, my God, no. Why would I watch that, Duke? What are you looking at? <laughs> they become this writhing ball of snakes underwater. And so so think of it like that. Oh, you immediately see this as evil and you immediately have this twinge in your gut knowing that this is the opposition to the elemental power that the Takari and the Ashaki wield. Okay. Oh God. And uh how far how far are we from the base of the temple? You've now? moved forward probably another forty or fifty feet. You are about broken through where you could probably make your way to the temple itself. With another okay. good push with your men, you guys could probably break through these ranks. The Manx are going to fight to the very last man. You know that. But yes, the tide is rolling and the Takari are handily winning this battle. Okay, I got to break the dam. I got to get them through. We just got to flood that damn temple with numbers. Okay. I still got I still got Ashaki in the air, right? Yes. For now. <laughs> Until the snake bite comes. Okay, we're going to fight forward. I want to make a hole, and I want my guys to widen it, and I want to just, oh, we're going to get wiped out. Roll right. martial arts. Here we go. That one generated a four. That's all. Come on, baby. Light it up. Ooh, six, six, five, three. Okay, so that's four. Rolling two more. Two, four, six. Yeah, so you're able to take out five more guys, and tell me how you do that and break through the ranks. It's all muckler, man. This is like a wrecking ball. Uh, it starts swinging and it gains momentum. And like I said, I move like a, a monkey, you know? I mean, I, I'll swing it right at your head and then I'll duck underneath it and it'll hit the guy in, behind me. And, and with the strength, he can whip it. He has complete control of this thing. Like it was a yo-yo almost. And it's just smashing skulls. 
you are forced to be reckoned with. And you are as good as at least five other Takari warriors. And you just go crashing into these ranks, swinging your muckler and just destroying people. You, there's no finesse to this. There's no beauty to no. this. You know, no Bella, just muck, just muck. This is nothing but destruction of Manx. You are out to do nothing more than to send them on to the next place and wish that they come back as dung beetles. It's a higher form of life than the Manx. <laughs> With that push smashed through and you break the ranks. And while there are a few pockets of Manx soldiers trying to hold off Takari, you have a pretty clear shot at getting to the temple with, with some of your soldiers. Okay. And then I want soldiers in the wedge pushing outward so that there's room for more. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Just to open the floodgates. I'm back there where the shield men were, right? Yes. So there's spears available. Okay. It worked twice before. Let's give it another another toss. Okay. So I want to take big leaps and get up that thing included in my toss. Big leaps and get up what thing? The temple. The temple steps. I want to get up, you know, so that the guys can see me, you know. So you mean you want to pick up the spear, run, and leap into the air before you throw it? Is that what you mean? You know, running up the steps, but like bounding, you know, skipping a step. He's not just hitting every step. He's jumping over a couple at a time and then launching that bastard. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, roll might. Just might? You don't want agility first? No, I don't think so. Okay. Leaping isn't, you know, it's not like you're trying to dodge something. You are trying to show strength. And jumping is, it's like a sprint. You know, if you're going to sprint, that's that's power. That's strength. But if okay. you're going to dodge and dash, that's agility. Yep. Okay, so might roll six dice. Rolling four and then two. Ugh. Two and three ones. Okay, rolling the last two. Two, two. Three twos. So three successes. You're bounding up the step and you heave the spear. And the person standing at the top, you know what I mean? They don't even notice as one of the tendrils of smoke just lashes out and hits the spear. And when it pulls back, the spear is gone. Yeah. The other two Ashiki that were flying saw the smoke tendrils dash out and they made the other two shaman vanish. And they kind of split up and one goes flanking out to the left and the other goes flanking out to the right. And you see lightning come out of both sets of hands at this person standing at the top of the temple. Oh, God, that's terrible. Oh, no. I wish I could send you a picture of this. One, 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 three, 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 four, six. <laughs> That's a lot of dice. Well, it's two of them fired at the same time. Yeah. Five oh. for each of them. Ten dice. You got a six and still only got three successes. So the, the Ashaki, the shaman, go shooting out in opposite directions. And you see this lightning come streaking out of both sets of hands. And the smoke tendrils just lash out and hit this lightning. And it just stops dead and doesn't get anywhere near the person standing at the top of the temple. Wow. What are you going to do? Dude, I, I don't have anything to counter that. I mean, I'll be gone with the rest of them. Last I knew, you were bounding up the stairs toward this person. Yeah, with no missile weapons. You could throw your muckler. Are there any other Asaki in the sky? Are they, I mean, are they still working? They're moving toward the front. They're, they're helping to eliminate and contain what few Manx are still left on the battlefield. 
Okay, I'm going to yell out for the Ashaki to concentrate their efforts up here. Eyes on the sky. This is the real threat. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to attempt to yell behind you? Are you going to keep running or are you going to stop and turn around and yell? Man, I can't do anything to this cat, you know? I don't have the powers to mess with that dude. I mean, he's just going to pluck me out of existence or whatever he's doing. So yeah, I got I, I got to get these guys focused. So you're going to stop and turn and yell, right? Or are you going to go are you going to retreat? Yeah, I got to get back in the muck at least. Okay, so you throw the spear, you're bounding up the stairs and then I'll just leap back into the next group of manks. God, what are these guys doing? Why are they messing with minions when we got, you know, bad dude up the top of the temple? So I want you to roll willpower. Ooh, okay. That's a that's a decent roll. It's a good roll. Six dice rolling. Here's four. Two, two, one, one, three and six. Three of six. So you got three successes? Yeah. That's not enough. Okay. And you hear uh Duke? Yeah. Let me ask you something. Yep. I don't like I don't like the tone you're taking. <laughs> So um, I'm going to go to the vault and pull some resolve. Okay. Are you going to re-roll? We've had hot dice. All right. Get them. Roll them all. all. Okay. Five dice rolling. Okay. Six, two, two, one, and one, and a six. Okay. So there's four so far. Rerolling two more and a two. So five altogether? Yeah, five. We increased it by two. So that was worth it. It's still a negative one net toward me. Okay. The threshold was six. I, I rolled six successes. At least we got a little bit closer. So you get to embellish, but it's still, I still get to narrate. So you were a little bit closer. Yeah, I don't I don't get complete control of That'll you. probably be a good thing for me. Right. Yes, it will be a good thing yeah. for you. If I'm dead, it was worth using some resolve. Well, I wasn't going to kill you. Right, yet. but. Yet, you turn, uh, you turn to leap back into the battle and to alert the Ashaki and get their attention, and a voice enters your head. Okay. Fear not. Raymond, come to me. And it's not the usual voice I hear in my head. No, this is this is not a, this is not the voice of the Ashaki, you know, sending you telepathic messages or um, anything like that. You know this voice. I know this voice, but it's not my guy. This voice takes you all the way back to when you participated in the Rising. The ranger. You haven't heard this voice in Three Risings, but this is the voice of the ranger. Okay. What do you do? Can I talk to her? I'm going to try to talk to her. Okay. What do you say? I'm going to say, Rickma, is that you? No one calls me that anymore. Oh, shit. Yeah, I kind of had a crush on her. You kind of had a crush on Rickma? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's beautiful and uh, so fun and full of joy. This isn't the Rickma I know. So you had a thing. Yeah, we, we came out of the Ranger hand in hand. You came out of the Rising hand in hand? Yeah, we call it the Ranger. It's always the Rising. The Ranger is the, the children that go off to chase the Rising. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. They go and chase the Rising. They they catch it with their young eyes before the rest of us. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to be like, we were going to bring peace to our people. What happened to you? Come look me in the eyes and I'll show you. That's a fool's errand. I'm hoping that gives me a pass through the snake. I'm just going to walk those steps, man. But I'm going to walk them like a badass. <laughs> okay, I want you to roll willpower again. You know, this cat is walking up those steps, and he hears his version, his world's version of Superfly. <laughs> okay? Man, you know, he's freaking out. You know, I've seen what she can do. But I'm going to go up there, ready to pounce. You're headed up toward her? Yeah. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. I thought I thought you were walking away. 
No, come look me in the eye, she said. Okay. I mean, maybe you will rekindle that little fire in her cold black heart. You continue walking up the stairs. Bow. Bow, 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 bow. I'm going to have to go write a funk beat. And, and also, I'm trying to kind of keep ears on the battle below. It's, you know? Yeah, it's it's not as cacophonous as it was. I mean, it's still going. But we're throttling them still. Yes. Okay. So you start walking up the stairs. You're taking your time. You're not bounding up the stairs. And you see... Samashaki, you can see them in your peripheral. They have now taken complete notice of of the temple and and what is going on in the temple. And they are keeping their distance, but not too far. It's as if they're forming up in some kind of defensive position, possibly, is kind of what it seems like to you. Okay. They're just staying out of distance. That's what it seems like, yes. Now, are any of them talking to me? No, you don't hear any voices. Not even the one that resides in my head. Not even the one that resides in your head. He's not saying, what the hell are you doing, man? Nothing. Great. You know, I've seen what happened. Everything else has gotten near this ball of snakes. I just want to take one last look back. A smile crosses your face. Manx litter the battlefield. Thousands of them. Man. The Takari soldiers, the victory chant has started amongst them, and it's getting louder and louder. You know, you can still hear the violence. You know, the hammer on steel. Ah, nice. It warms you. That thing that you have where where nothing brings you joy as much as dealing death to the Manx. Well, hopefully it's a party tonight. All right. You climb the stairs. and Yep, turn the funk back on. The tendrils of smoke just seem to be growing and encompassing more and more of the top of the temple. And... Rikma is standing at the edge of the platform at the very top of the stairs, and she reaches out her right hand toward you as oh. if as if beckoning you to come closer. Okay. What do you do? First, I want to look her in the eyes. Okay. Her eyes are completely white. Oh, she's lost. Okay. I'm going to try to envision the little Manx that I grew a crush on as a as a youth. Okay, I'm gonna try to envision that little Oh, God, saying a little girl sounds like, but that her yin. as her youth. Yeah, her, she's a, yeah, young yin. And I'm going to try to envision her that way and project that face on what I'm seeing now. Okay, roll willpower. I knew there was a roll coming. All right. Four, or sixes, rolling four. Four. Oh, yeah, yeah, three, one, one. And a five and a three. You are filled with this joy, and she reaches out. She has reached out her hand to you, and you can eyes have gone completely white. You muster everything that you have to try to just project this image of this kind, young, smart, funny yin that you walked out of the ranger with hand in hand. Mm. And you've seen too much in the world. And you know that 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 innocence has been lost. Okay. So I'm not clouding my mind at all. Yeah, you you cannot cloud this over with emotion. You cannot cloud this over with some nostalgic memory of um, all those risings ago. And you see Rikma for what she is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So What what do you do? 
she's already spoken to me in my head. She's probably completely in my head. So I'm going to reach my hand out and I want to grab it and bring the muckler over the top. You're going to reach your hand out to hers. Yeah. And you're going to attempt and you're going to attempt to take a swing. I'm swinging all one action and the muckler does his own thing. This is going to be a hard whip. All right. Hard whip with the muckler. Roll strike. Okay. And that's a, that roll is mighty. You're rolling strike. So you get eight dice. Yeah. Sorry, kid. <laughs> come on, baby. Got one success and four dice. Bitch, come on. Get hot. Oh, there we go. Two sixes. So three so far. Rolling two. Three plus one. Four. Four altogether. Four altogether. Four altogether. That's not enough. Okay. Well. I rolled six successes. You reach out your hand. You take her hand in yours. You are attempting to dupe her into. Yo. Time out. What? Did you lose me nope. again? I've got two resolve left. Okay. All right. So are you gonna are you gonna make this connect? Or are you gonna re-roll your dice? What are you gonna do? You gonna you gonna you gonna take the you're gonna try to take the narration away from me? Are you gonna connect and do damage? I'm gonna yeah, I'm going to uh can I adjust my attack? Yeah. Okay. You can make it attack and you can make it hit and just do damage if if you want to do that. Well, but I gotta make the rolls. Well, but you can use you can use the resolve to change the narration in into your favor if that's what you want to do. Just trump it, basically. You can you can just right. You can just use your resolve and just you know what I mean and just and just flip it. Mm. So tell me how you do that. Okay, I want to re-roll the dice. Okay, re-roll the I'm dice. Redo the action. I'm not gonna touch her hand. I'm gonna reach out like I'm touching her hand. And then I'm putting that knife. We're we're gonna do the full attack. I mean, just throw everything we got at her. Still eight dice. Yes. <laughs> okay. You don't you don't get any more dice. Okay, right. Chance for some success. Come on, get hot. And we got a four. Damn. Come on, baby. Get that up. And a six and a four. Three rolling one. And that comes up three. So even less successes. Yep. But they were attacks. It wasn't just one strike. They were attacks. Well, no, I understand that, but... But, yeah. You're attacking against her defense? Right, I got you. I get to roll two, and I rolled, and negative two net or less means that I get to narrate. You did not cross that threshold. You're negative three, negative four, so I I, I get to... Even with the resolve. That's okay. Dude, that's what this game is about. Well, no. This game is about that back and forth. I'm just thinking, where the hell is the support? You know, these guys are standing at a safe distance waiting for me to do all the work, for God's sakes. You reach up to take her hand. Oh, no, I'm skipping the hand. I'm going to stab her. Okay, she has her hand outstretched right. toward and, you. And I'm pretending like I'm going to grab her hand, and then I'm getting that knife out and punching. Right. Yeah, you got me now. So her hand is outstretched. You make this move with your blade, and as you make your move, the Ashaki all swoop in behind you and fire and lightning and wind and you see earth rise up as if it's going to project itself into the temple to attack Rikma all at the same time. The tendrils of smoke lash out at all of these magical attacks from the Ashaki and in that moment, you lunge forward with your blade and she moves to the side and she grabs your wrist and she pulls you into her and she puts her mouth on your mouth as if to kiss you Bound pick a brown cow and when she kisses you everything goes black damn and then you awaken and you are falling and you are falling through this gray mist and you are falling 
and fear starts to grab hold of you and you are falling and the mist is swirling around you and you and you seem to fall for 10 seconds. Oh, this is going to hurt. 30 seconds. It's really going to hurt. You're falling for a minute. You're falling for two minutes and you are falling and falling. And this mist doesn't seem to wet you in any way. It's as if it were incorporeal, as if you were falling through like a ghost wind of some sort and you're just falling and then everything goes black. All right. Tell me about the Takari belief in reincarnation. Well, Takari come back blessed beings and uh, the next rising Sometimes the rising after, you know, you'll meet people and they'll, they'll remind you of relatives and old friends. And sometimes, you know, they come to you as animals. But Manx, Manx are only Manx and Manx only come back as uh, really the, the worst creatures Mayheim has to offer. You know, you talk about a, a creature that, you know, crawls up your butt and gives you dysentery. That's probably a Manx. That's probably yeah, a Manx. You know, anything, you got a real high opinion anything that feasts on feces. You know, generally Manx, like uh, those shiny flies, those are, those are Manx. We leave them be once they've taken a better form. You know, we understand they've, they've joined right. the circle, but, you know, you got to start from the ground up. So out of the black, you open your eyes. Have you ever seen sand before? Oh, yeah. I mean, something like it. Okay. So you are standing on a white powder sand beach. Uh, wait, I didn't crash through a white powder sand beach? No, you... I fell, and now I'm just standing there. You fell for what seemed like minutes and minutes on end, and then everything went black. And now you are just standing, and the feeling of this powder under your feet and stretched out before you is what seems like an infinite amount of this turquoise water. Sleen. Okay. And the waves are gently lapping, not but two feet from you. And the smell of salt water hits you as the breeze comes in because the sun is setting. That's all very fine and dandy. But uh, you mean the sun is racing to the horizon, flying into the horizon. Yes, the sun is flying into the horizon. I'm just, oh my God. Okay. You've never seen anything like this. Sun leaves the sky and dusk has started to form and you can see the points of light in the sky. The shadows moving, and the stars here are not the same, dude. I'm watching that. I'm watching the sun fall out of the sky, and smaller than I've ever seen it. I mean, this is this is the end of our world. I'm I'm just gonna fall on my knees and and uh, pray that we find a new home. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show. I want to give props this week to our good friends and partners at Heel Turn Radio. They are producing awesome content across many platforms and subjects, and we are proud to have them as part of our TTRP Theater extended family. Check them out at HeelTurnRadio.com and show them some love in all of their endeavors. Check out the entire TTRP Theater schedule here on our Twitch page. We run live games almost every night of the week, so you are sure to find something to pique your interest. We have something for everyone, from D&D 5e classics to the captivating suspense of Cult Divinity Lost, 
to the ups and downs of being a hero in a dark and unforgiving world, TTRP Theater is telling compelling stories that you don't want to miss. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Renaissance City. Make sure to follow TTRP Theater on Twitter and Facebook by searching TTRP Theater. Please feel free to join our Discord server as well. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Invisible Duke. And don't forget to follow and subscribe to our Twitch page. Thanks again for listening and be sure to join us next episode when our heroes will come together to face the world of Renaissance City.